Welcome back to the Moms That Lead podcast and to episode 27 as we wrap up our peace series. And to those of you in the U.S., happy day before Thanksgiving. Today's episode is very timely, especially if you're listening to it during the holiday season. In fact, I've been using the strategies that our guest introduces regularly during the last few weeks to help me lead with more joy. I especially like Marielle's but principle. You'll have to listen on to hear what that is, but no worries if you're listening with your kids. It's completely appropriate. A little bit more about our guest. Marielle Melling is an amazing mother and an author. She has five kids and is the founder of Love and Life with Littles and the author of Peace, Peace Amidst the Mayhem. Marielle and her husband have moved eight times since getting married, and she has loved the opportunity to live in different places and make friends that live in various parts of the world. After talking with her, I have to say that she radiates peace and joy. Not only does she give out some really practical tips during our conversation that are incredibly helpful during this season, but she's giving all of our listeners a free gift, her roadmap for crushing overwhelm. Check it out at the link in the show notes, which of course you can find at momsthatlead.com forward slash podcast forward slash 27. But before we get into our conversation, let's take some time for a quick reminder about what Moms That Lead is all about. Hey there, are you ready to jump off the hamster wheel and finally listen to that voice inside that says you were meant for more? Are you ready to replace overwhelm with calm and clarity, self-doubt with confidence, and mom guilt with connection? Then you're in the right place. I made this podcast just for you. Welcome to the Moms That Lead podcast, where we know that moms have a unique ability to be world changers and that leadership is not about position. But instead, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you are a leader. I'm Terry Schmidt, your host and leadership mentor, determined to bring you the inspiration, motivation, and practical tips to help you live your best life. I'm a corporate leader and coach turned nonprofit founder. My family's journey to completing an Ironman triathlon changed my life forever, and I want to be your friend on the journey to gain the clarity, confidence, and connection that I gained from that experience. So if you're ready to ditch mom guilt and activate your strengths, let's jump in. Hi, Marielle. It's great to have you on today. Thanks so much for coming and chatting with us. We've been talking a little bit in the past episodes about peace, and I am so excited to get your take on it. Excited to have you on the podcast. And I gave our audience a little bit of an intro to you, but I would love to just hear it from you about your journey to where you are today and how you lead in your work and in the community. Great. Well, thank you, Terry, so much for having me here today. I have a degree in health education and I started out teaching health in high schools. And then when I started having kids, I decided to stay home. So we now have five children. And between now and then going back, I've done a lot of different things, had the opportunity to lead in a lot of different ways as a teacher and coach and within our women's groups and youth groups, especially in our church community a lot. And I think as of right now, we've just moved to a new area and we're not into the community yet much. 
And it's been interesting for me to think about what does it mean to lead? How am I leading today? And I feel like, and this is, I think, especially is helpful for women who feel the desire to lead and don't necessarily have a title or a position right now Mm -hmm. to recognize that we don't need that, right? A, A good leader is somebody who is going in a direction that people want to follow and is willing to stand up and show that direction with integrity and authenticity and and that's what I'm striving to do every day in my business now and mm-hmm. in my home. I couldn't agree more. I think you've probably heard that at Moms That Lead, you know, we definitely believe that leadership isn't about position. Uh, it's about figuring out what your strengths are, what your purpose is, and leading people in situations that require that strength. So again, couldn't agree more. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing these days. I I know that you have a book out, you have a blog. I'd love to hear a little bit more about those aspects of your life. Sure. Yes. So I have a website. It is Love and Life with Littles. And the premise there is to simplify parenting. And so I do a lot with women and finding how can we really focus on what matters most? How can we find more calm and confidence and joy in life? And that trickles down to our families and creating homes where we have laughter and learning and love. So I I do have a book piece and it's the mayhem and I do courses and coaching and a lot of writing and just trying to help women meet them where they are and figure out what's the next best step for moving forward in this life of, of more peace and joy. I think we could definitely all use more peace and joy, uh, especially in 2020. Um, It has been a crazy year. (laughs) It has, it has. And especially at this time too of the year that tends to get a little bit busier with holiday activities. You know, it might look a little bit different this year, but usually we have, you know, family in that maybe we don't get to see that often and just different activities that aren't part of our daily routine the rest of the year. So I'm excited to talk to you more about finding that peace and finding that joy. So why don't we start with peace? I'd love to hear how you define peace. Great. So my, I kind of refer to it as my journey with peace. (laughs) It started, I go back to several years ago when it was a really crazy time for me personally, (laughs) as far as what was on my plate. I, at the time had four part-time jobs. I was leading a youth organization and my husband was working really absurd hours away from home. He was never home. We had four and then five little kids. And on top of that, we had some big family challenges outside of busyness that that we were facing as a family. And at one point during this time, I realized I am feeling a lot of peace right now. And it, it surprised me. Honestly, I thought from the outside, that's not what I should be feeling right now. I should be feeling overwhelmed and sad and like all these other things. And I started looking for other situations, other people that had this piece. And I, I found a dear friend who was a recent widow and was experiencing this piece. And a woman who her husband had left her, she was now a single mom. And there was a, a tornado came through town and took out their home. And she mm-hmm. had this piece. 
And this idea just solidified that peace has nothing to do with what is going on outside of us. It has Mm -hmm. everything to do with what is going on inside of us. And that means that we can have it no matter what situation or circumstance we are in in life. And so I started to dive into what is peace and where does it come from? And it is a harmony between what we want and what we think and what we do. And the highest level of that harmony comes when we are centered on love, mm-hmm. right? That, that's nothing new. Like people have been teaching love forever. So then it became um, what kind of in the messiness of life, how do we actually do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how do we center on love? How do we, you know, forgive? How do we stay patient? How do we let go of pride and all of these other things that get in the way of us actually loving the people that we are with and feeling loved because that is simply put that inner peace comes when we feel completely loved and love others completely. Yeah. If we could all just learn to do that, I think we would have a lot less chaos in the world, Uh, not just starting with our homes, but in our communities, in our world. Why do you think it's most important in leadership. What does peace have to do with leadership? That's a great question. So when I was writing about peace, especially, I started to think, what does it feel like? Like, how would I describe peace to somebody who didn't know that word? And some of the things I came up with is that it feels calm. We feel confident when we have this inner peace. And we feel really compassionate when we have peace in this way that I've described and when I think about leadership, if, if our leaders could be calm and confident and compassionate, mm-hmm. what a powerful combination, right? I think those are, are wonderful qualities for a leader to have. I have seen, we had, we had just moved to a new home and the leader of the children's organization for our church came by and immediately just wrapped my kids up into that circle and I could feel her love and they felt immediately part of that group. And as I got to know her and saw her over the next few months and years, it was so clear to me that the the inner peace that she had, the love that she had and the, that peace that she had really trickled down to the rest of the organization. And she was setting what was important for the group, setting the direction and the focus for the group. And that all came from her, right? From Mm -hmm. what she had cultivated in herself and the way that she was leading that group. It is amazing the impact that a leader can have, even without knowing that he or she is having that impact just by Mm -hmm. living the way that they live. So I'd love to hear more about all the stories you're telling me about these people are really intriguing. And I'd love to hear, you know, whether it be that particular leader or the woman you mentioned, your friend who was a widow, or even yourself, you know, when you, when you found this peace in people, I know we talked about it having to do with the love that they felt themselves and that they were showing others. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about it. How did they get to that point? For those of you, you know, their, if you know their backstory and obviously, yeah. you know, your own, but kind of I how do. did you get yes. to that point? Yes. So I, 
I interviewed lots of people and asked people, you know, how, how do you feel like you've come about this piece? And how did I feel I had in my own life? Because that was my goal was to be able to, you know, find something transferable <laughs> that people mm-hmm. could say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, maybe I could try that. Maybe I could, you know, incorporate that into my life rather than just a, a vague goal. Mm-hmm. And I did find a lot of overlap and a lot of, a lot of, commonalities between some of these, the things that the people were doing who had felt this piece. Some of them had to do with opening our hearts to feeling peace. And then others had to do with, and taking that again, and then sharing it with others. And there are three big habits that I found that are very, very common in people who have found this piece. One is that they have a personal daily quiet time. Mm-hmm. And within that quiet time, they are doing gratitude practices. They are learning. They are connecting with the divine or their source of strength, whatever that is for them. They are praying and meditating. They are bringing themselves back to priorities and to centering on what matters for them. Mm-hmm. And they're doing that very regularly every day in most cases. Another one is that there is a specific mindfulness that they practice. And for, for me, I've been able to kind of step by step it to try and help teach people. And one Mm -hmm. practice that I use, I, I call it the butt principle. I got it from my mom. She used to always say, but stands for bottom underlying truth. Mm -hmm. So throughout the day in moments when I maybe I'm feeling frustrated or, you know, things are not going my way. I'm feeling grumpy, whatever that emotion starts to build that is not loving. Mm-hmm. I will stop and take three deep breaths. And in that moment, I am signaling to my brain. I'm saying, Hey, calm down. No fight or flight here. We're okay. And then I'm letting myself feel whatever that emotion is. Like studies over and over have shown in happiness studies and psychology studies that if we try to suppress emotions, it really just messes things up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and makes things worse. So we take a moment to feel that, to be human, to accept it, to say that is a, a normal, you know, human reaction and I'm just going to experience it. And then we use the but principle and we say, I am feeling maybe frustrated, but the bottom underlying truth is that I, and then whatever it is you want to move forward with, whatever intention. So for me, a lot of times it will be, but I love my children. And so I'm going to have patience mm-hmm. or, you know, I am in, in a, a community setting. Maybe I am feeling very angry that they, this other person responded this way or has ignored my request. but the bottom underlying truth is that I want this group to get along. And so I am going to take a minute to listen before Mm -hmm. I respond. So that's a simple uh, kind of maybe technique or tool that we can use. And that mindfulness is really common across people who who are very peaceful. Mm -hmm. The third one that is kind of a a big one is to have a focus on service right? To see that life is not always about me. And especially to recognize I have unique talents and gifts that just like you were saying, I can now share these with other people. 
-hmm. And when we have that focus, that's a magnificent way to show our love and to really find fulfillment in that, that way to focus on serving others. I love that. Very practical tips. And it sounds like you've been able to implement them in your life. There are three steps that I think are very easily implemented, even on a daily basis, like you said. Yeah. And it really does. It, it does have to be a daily thing, right? Because we're always changing as Mm -hmm. humans, we're always changing. And so if we don't have habits in place or choices in place that keep bringing us back to our intention, that keep bringing us back to peace and bringing us back to love, we're going to change in a different direction. Mm -hmm. So it has to be something that we're willing to, to keep at, to keep doing. Yeah. The image that just came in my mind was kind of like a a flowing body of water, like a river. And and we have to have those guardrails up to determine where it's going to go. So that's so true. Yes. Yeah, that is a cool imagery that we, you know, there's a lot about life that we don't control. And it's almost an adventure to see where that river will go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But within that context there, we really do control everything that really matters as Mm -hmm. far as who we're going to be and how we're going to respond to situations. Definitely. Why do you think in your experience, either having friends that are moms or coaching different moms, why do you think moms have a unique ability to foster peace in their lives and in those lives of those that they lead? I love that. Moms, and I would say motherhood in general, is so (laughs) refining, right? Every day we are putting out fires. We are managing a home. We are interacting with humans. I mean, every minute, some days, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that is really the perfect grounds for learning and for personal development. I know, I guess when I think back to a very difficult stage that we had with one of our kids, and it was trying my patience every single day, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and at one point, I just had this huge aha moment that this isn't about you. And I don't know why, but up to that point, something had been, it had been so frustrating because it, it was this focus on me almost. Why can't I help my child? Why isn't my child listening to my great advice that would solve this problem? Why, mm-hmm. you know, like all these things. And, and there was this just like light opened, like it's not about you. And when I was able to step back and pull myself out of that situation and instead put myself in my child's shoes and really understand, okay, what is the brain going through at this point? What are the emotions going through my child at this point? What is the, what are the needs that aren't being met right now? And how can I look to serve and meet those needs? And it wasn't overnight transformation in my child's behavior, but it was an overnight transformation in the way that I felt, and then the way that I was able to help my child work through it. And we definitely made like drastic progress so Mm. much quicker from that vantage point. So lessons like that, that we are learning all day in motherhood, stay with us. And wherever we take our leadership skills, that now becomes a part of who we are and how we're leading. Mm -hmm. And we have that inherent we are inherent leaders within our home. That's not something that we can avoid or 
you know, whether or not we're choosing to do it intentionally, we are leading. Mm -hmm. And that is this like perfect grounds really for being the kind of leader we want to be in the home and then taking those lessons elsewhere and wherever that influence goes. That is so true. It, it is kind of a either chosen or unchosen training ground, you know, 24 yes. hours a day. <laughs> and those lessons that, you know, others may not have the privilege of learning so quickly, right. we get to learn every day through the everyday moments. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's continual. I find I was just talking about this with a friend, like, she's like, you have five kids, you must be an expert. I'm like, well, you know, it's true with every child, you keep learning new things. (laughs) (laughs) Because every kid, every child is different. And so that relationship grows in a new way. And every stage is different. So it's this continual process of, of learning and, and hopefully becoming something Mm -hmm. good. And that carries over, I mean, if you're leading a team in a business, you know, you're, every person is going to have a different personality, different triggers in terms of their motivation. So absolutely. I it, sometimes I think it would be nice if every child was kind of a cookie cutter and you could <laughs> you know, master it and then move on and be really good with the next one. But that would probably be a little boring too. So That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we talked a little bit about your strategies and your practices for maintaining that peace every day. Do you have anything that you'd add, particularly in this season? This episode is going to be released the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So people are either, you know, perhaps under a little bit more stress with Thanksgiving, at least in the United States, coming tomorrow and other holidays coming in December. They can be really, really stressful times. So any other strategies or tactics that you like to use? Yeah, I think that the holidays really magnify things for us and it, you know, magnifies the stress, but it also magnifies this ability to uh, create a really connected and, and loving moment. And Going into the holidays, I think it's really important to connect with what our our intention is and be very, I mean, intentional for lack of a better <laughs> word, but, but sit down and say, what do I really want to create in this season for myself, for my family, for those that are with us, and then continually bring ourselves back to that. And there are, for example, perfectionist tendencies if we feel that in ourselves in the moment, if we're getting stressed about details, if, you know, things are not going according to plan, we use that but principle. But the bottom underlying truth is that this is my intention and is what I'm doing right now working towards that purpose mm-hmm. or have I lost sight, right? Is it, is it really about having to have everything wrapped perfectly or is it about connecting with whoever I'm giving this gift to? And really, it almost sounds too simple, but keeping our eye on the real focus makes all the difference in the world and coming back to that when we, when we lose sight of it. Another just practical tip, plan early. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, I think we all know that, but plan early and, and as much as we can and then let it go. Right. So (laughs) recognize that go into it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Go into it knowing that it's not going to go as planned and that's okay. Like whatever comes of it is going to be beautiful. I, 
when when Thanksgiving we I can't remember even where we went, but I remember we all came back to the house. We were visiting a family member. We all came back to the house. We were talking and things. And all of a sudden somebody like sniffed. They're like, they're like the turkey. I don't smell the turkey. We had forgotten to turn the oven on. Oh no. Here we were. We thought we were like 45 minutes away from dinner time. And the, the turkey hadn't even started cooking. So the kids ate cold cereal that you know, we ate three and a half, four hours late and it was fantastic. We all had a wonderful time. I mean, when you think about anything that could go wrong, it, everything can still be right if our focus mm-hmm. is in the right place, right? Mm-hmm. If we're focusing on the gratitude and the people that we're with. Yeah, that kind of took the words out of my mouth. And in fact, a couple episodes before this, we're focusing on, on just that, on, on what you want to focus on this holiday season. So- yeah, I definitely agree with the importance of keeping that, like you said, using the butt principle and thinking about what are we really trying to achieve here and what is really important and making sure that what we're focusing on aligns with that. Yes. And teaching our kids, I think it's a great opportunity. There's a lot of commercialization around these holidays Mm -hmm. and a lot of busyness this time of year. I'm interested to see how it plays out with the pandemic. If things are slower, maybe that Mm -hmm. can, I think that might be, you know, a hidden benefit to the hard is that there aren't as many things scheduled and outings and get togethers. And that might be a unique year that maybe we can make some changes but to keep our kids coming back to that too and let them decide for themselves and, hey, what do you think this is all about, right? What Mm -hmm. do you want to get out of this season and this year and letting them be a part of setting that intention in the home too, I think can be really powerful. Mm -hmm. Do you have any favorite family traditions or practices that you have put in place to make sure that you're focused on what you want to be focused on during this season? Yeah, we have, I think the two that came to mind when you just asked that question, one would be, we always try and do some service around the season. And when I was growing up, I know my uncle would bring a homeless person or two or three or five to Thanksgiving dinner every year. And we will often put together homeless kits or go sing at the nursing home or go do a talent show at a nursing Mm -hmm. home. We always try and incorporate service into the season with our family. And then another one that we do, and this is as a Christian, this is important for our family, but we do a, a Christ centered advent during the month of December. So that Mm -hmm. every day we are focusing on what for us is the meaning of the season. And we have a little ornament that we put on the tree and take turns doing that with the kids and have a little discussion or a little, you know, some days there's a random act of service that goes with it or a journal prompt that goes with it or a little something that goes with it that Mm -hmm. is trying to make the season meaningful for our kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love those. Those are really special. And obviously, as you know, I, I'm very much a proponent of service as it ties to leadership. I I think it just is not only a great training ground, like we talked about earlier in our conversation, but just a way to help focus yourself on what is important and also to develop and recognize those strengths that are within you that really are needed by others in the community. 
Yeah. That service is, is super synergistic, right? Mm -hmm. Like when we go to serve, it always helps the people we serve. And it also helps us Mm -hmm. when we look at happiness studies, right? The, the number one predictor of health and happiness is our relationships and is what we have between people. It's not the money. It's not our genes. It's not any of these other things, but it's the relationships that we're creating. And when we have a heart of service, we are lifting and helping others and we're lifting and helping ourselves at the same time. It's, Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing. Agreed. Now there's a question that we ask all of our guests. So I'd love to hear your perspective. What do you think it means to be a mom that leads? I love that question. And I love hearing your guests, how they answer every time. So for me, a mom that leads is somebody who is trying to do good within her sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. And as a mom, I have experienced, and I've seen other moms that our seasons are different. Some seasons we are very home centered, home focused, that, that that is our sphere of influence. Some seasons we are much more involved in the community or in our businesses. And it doesn't really matter how big that sphere of influence feels. It matters what we're doing with it. And mm-hmm. so to me, that's, that's a mom that leads, who takes whatever sphere season she's in at the time and is trying to do good with it. That's beautiful and inspiring, I think, just that it doesn't have to be huge. You come to know what your gifts are, what your purpose is, and look at the situation around you and how you can use that to help fulfill a need that's in your own sphere, whether that be a small sphere or a larger sphere. Yeah. Well, thank you. This has, I I feel a little bit more peace filled just having this conversation. So thank (laughs) you for that. I know we referenced your book a little bit as well as your blog and your business. Where's the best place for someone to find you if they'd like to learn more about your work and the research that you've done? Great. So my hub is my website, www.lovin, Life with Littles. And if you go there, you can find uh, links to my book, Peace Amidst the Mayhem. You can find uh, coaching opportunities, courses, a lot of free information and articles and things like that. I am also on Instagram and Facebook at the same handle, Love and Life with Littles. And yeah, I'd love for anybody to come join us. We are working toward more calm, confidence, and joy. And I love it. Mm-hmm. I can tell you love it. And I, I do. I, <laughs> you all, unfortunately, on the podcast, you can't see the smile on your face, but I see it. And <laughs> it definitely um, speaks to how passionate you are about this. So we'll make sure that we link all of your social media handles and your website in the show notes so that they're really easy to find. And I definitely encourage everyone to check out everything that you're working on because I think if there's anything we need more in this life right now, it is peace. And the way that you defined it, the the centering on love, I think is something that we should all spend a little bit more time thinking about and putting into practice. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you for all that you're doing in your sphere of influence and how you are leading 
And I hope that we can check back in with you again sometime in the future, hear about how things have progressed and how everything is going with your five kids. That in itself is a huge (laughs) sphere of influence, (laughs) but the fact that you're doing even more than that to influence the world is just wonderful. So thank you. Well, thank you, Terry. Thank you for having me. And I I really appreciate what you're doing with your podcast. I think it's an important work and I'm grateful for it. So thanks for having me. See, I wasn't kidding when I said a conversation with Marielle leaves you feeling more peace-filled and ready to tackle the challenges that pop up, especially during the stressful times like the holidays. Here are some takeaways. Number one. Leadership doesn't have as much to do with position as it does about being somebody who is going in a direction that people want to follow and being willing to stand up and show that direction with integrity and authenticity. Number two, inner peace comes when we feel completely loved and when we love others completely. Number three, inner peace brings a powerful combination for leaders, calm, confidence, and compassion. Leaders who lead with this peace naturally spread it to the rest of their organizations. Number four, there are three practices that are common among leaders that lead from a place of peace. They are intentional about a daily time where they connect with their source of strength. They use mindfulness practices like the butt principle or focusing on the basic underlying truth. And they also focus on service, recognizing and using their strengths to help others. And number five, Motherhood is an unrivaled training ground for leadership skills. Use that training ground to develop your skills and use them for good in your unique sphere of influence. Thank you again for joining us today. I wish you and those whom you lead a peace-filled holiday season. Remember to check out Marielle's work and the free gift that she's offering our listeners in the show notes. That again, you can find at momsletlead.com forward slash podcast forward slash 27. And don't forget to tune in next week when I'm going to be revealing an exciting new way that you can work directly with me and connect with other moms that lead to take your leadership to the next level in the new year. Until next time, lead with love.